0: Welcome, everybody. It is Friday, so you know it's time to get in the cage. We do it right here on 710 ESPN Seattle. It's brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino, and it is always a pleasure to speak to this man. He covers the the sport of MMA and boxing. You can read his stuff on YahooSports.com. He's doing a great job of it every single day, and now he is with us on the Zeke's Pizza Hotline. He is Kevin Ioli. Kevin, how are you, man?
1: I am doing great. Thanks for having me again.
0: Uh, it's always good to talk to you. Hey, before we get into the MMA stuff, I do have a couple of boxing questions for you. I'm an, I'm an old-school boxing fan, grew up with the sport, and anytime there's news, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in it. I, I, I have to get your take on, and I know it's we're, we're a couple weeks past it at this point, but just the, the fight between Anthony Joshua and Ruiz and everybody comparing it to Tyson Douglas, and it's the greatest upset in history, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's an upset, but... It, it pales in comparison to that. I, I can't put it on the same level because of who Joshua is and who he's beaten, and more importantly, in the he he didn't have that persona. He didn't have the aura that that Tyson did. How, how do you compare the two?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a big upset. There's there's no doubt. But I, I'm on camera and uh, interviewing Eddie Hearn uh, at the Canelo uh, Danny Jacobs fight, and I said about Andy Ruiz, you picked a tougher opponent than you would have had if he had fought Big Baby Miller. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, Andy Andy was a guy, I you know, I'm not saying I expected Andy to win, but I thought Andy would make Joshua work and give him a hard time because I've covered Andy Ruiz' fights a lot in his career, and I knew, you know, he had fast hands and he had good feet. Uh, and Andy, Andy was uh, an experienced boxer. You know, he knew how to box. So I figured you know, he would hang with him for a while and then, you know, maybe Anthony would, you know, pull away down the stretch. But am I totally shocked? No, because uh, Anthony Joshua, you know, still had much to prove. You know, at least, you know, Deontay Wilder, hey, he had been in there with Tyson Fury. Um, You can't say that uh, Anthony Joshua has been in there with anybody comparable up to the time he fought Ruiz. And so, you know, I, I, I was surprised that Andy won, but not totally shocked.
0: Now in in terms of a in, and I've got to give uh Joshua credit I mean he couldn't have handled the loss better I mean he's seemed completely at peace almost pleasant I mean it was it was an interesting response to such a massive upset and I know they've triggered the uh the rematch clause and uh, and hopefully we'll see it again by the end of the year but is there a reason to believe you you think you'd see that again i mean do you do you think that that joshua looked past him that he took him lightly or do you expect that hey this is going to be a tough go around again and you wouldn't be surprised to see another win from ruiz
1: i i you know i expect it to be another tough fight i think joshua will win just like i thought the first one i think ruiz is going to have his moments i think ruiz is going to give him some trouble uh i think joshua will ultimately pull it out by decision it would be my guess um Now, you know, there's a lot of rumors flying around that AJ was knocked down or knocked out either way uh, in sparring uh, a week before the fight and that, you know, he might have been concussed and he was never the same. I'm not sure I buy that. But given the fact that we don't know with any certainty whether that is or isn't true, you know, you have to at least consider it a possibility that something was wrong with him. Um, But I think, you know, that Anthony's level of experience compared to Andy's level of experience is not as big. And so Andy, I think you know, has that one big edge in that experience, and he has that confidence. I think Andy uh, will go into the fight very confident, and knowing not just thinking he can win, knowing he can win. Uh, but I think AJ will be better as a result uh, of you know what happened the first time.
0: In terms of what it means for the division, much of what was written after this, and I'm sure you saw it, was oh my goodness, what a, what a disaster! This absolutely crushes the the matchup with Deontay Wilder, the intrigue is gone, He's Joshua's been exposed, blah, blah, blah. Do you buy that? Do you think it's taken some of the luster off of it? Or if he goes in there and destroys Ruiz in a rematch, does it just bring it right back to where it was?
1: Well, I think it's taken something off of it because when you had them both undefeated and, and untied, you, know, you had two men who were knockout punchers who had a legitimate claim to the heavyweight title. When is the last time you had a fight like that, where two unbeaten heavyweights who have over 90% knockout ratios both have a legit claim to the heavyweight title? That does not happen very often. So the fact that Joshua uh, lost and and Wilder had that draw with Tyson Fury, I think that makes some impact on it. it. It breaks it down a little bit, but it's more perception the public is going to be into the fight if ruiz comes or excuse me if joshua comes out and he handles ruiz and blows him away um, sometime next year mid next year a wilder uh, joshua fight would still be huge
0: one more unboxing on before we move on to mma as far as tyson fury goes i just want overall thought on him i think you and i've discussed him before in the past i mean i know he's he's a character he's a personality stylistically just in terms of aesthetics I really have a hard time watching this guy fight I I understand he wins he finds a way to frustrate his opponent but just in terms of watching his there's nothing natural looking about him there's no flow to the way he fights he's really awkward and and herky-jerky and I don't know. It just is a I don't know. Something about his style just doesn't sit well with me. When you watch him fight, do you do you look at him and go, you know what, this guy could be an all time great or he's just one of the guys that's winning in this crop, this era of heavyweights, and if you were to stack him up against a Lennox Lewis, uh an Evander Holyfield, a Tyson from that era or even further back with Ali and those types, it would be it would be an ugly event.
1: I think he is a good boxer. I mean I really do believe he's a good boxer and he has a terrific jab and he and he's got good mobility for a big guy and and he's a ma I think what you don't like is he is a master of distance and so he gets himself at a position where he can land his punches but his opponents can't land on him. And you know, he's not the hugest puncher in the world but he he punches hard enough. And I think that that's kind of like what you're seeing as you're looking and going, oh, you know, we're not getting exchanges. You know, we're just getting one guy pummeling the other guy. Um, but I think that's because of the way he's able to control the um, control the distance in the fight. I I think he's uh you know he would have given any of the top heavyweights at his size at six nine you know two fifty two sixty with an eighty five inch he's got a bigger wingspan than John Jones. Think about that. He's got a bigger wingspan than LeBron James, and um, you know with that kind of size that he has. You know, it would have been difficult. Think of Muhammad Ali as 6'3", you know, 218. That's mm-hmm.
0: a tough fight for Ali. Right. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Kevin Ioli of Yahoo Sports is our guest here on 710 ESPN Seattle. All right, let me bring you to the world of MMA. Uh, you wrote an article on Henry Cejudo. I had a chance to catch up with him the, the, a couple of days before the fight. He's a different guy. He's he's a guy who, when he was on the Ultimate Fighter, his his rival was calling him boring, saying that you know there's nothing to this guy. He's he's vanilla, and now all of a sudden he's he's as you wrote in the uh, in the headline, Henry Cejudo has embraced the cringe. He is he's now he's he's a different person. And when I spoke to him, he was different. And it is this all? Are we seeing the trickle down effect of of Chael Sonnen and and Conor McGregor and and to a lesser extent Colby Covington, the the people that. They they talk a lot, and some of them, you know, can talk their way into great moments and great paydays. Is, is this a trickle-down effect from a guy that used to be fairly reserved, respectful, and, again, called boring by other people, and now he's just a completely different person?
1: Yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, I think he recognized that why was the uh – Why was the flyweight division in trouble when you had an all-time great in Demetrius Johnson and Dana White was looking to shut the division down? It's because the public wasn't into it, and they weren't into it because the greatest fighter was not uh you know for whatever reason and i don't i'm not saying i agree with this but the public just did not take to demetrius johnson i mean demetrius is an uh, an unbelievable fabulous mixed martial artist one of the best mixed martial artists i've ever seen in my life uh i think among the top five fighters of all time but the public did not take to him and he did not have that color or, or even that desire to to promote uh see hudo looked at that and he said you know what i think i can fill that void and i can go out there and he started uh pitching and selling but you know he's pitching and selling in a fun way uh and he's managing to win fights and he's making himself better i mean look at the run he's on he beats number one demetrius johnson then he beats who at the time was number four pound for pound tj dillashaw in 30 seconds and then he comes back out um Last week, he competes, Marlon Murray, who had won 17 of his last 18, and almost everybody uh, except me was picking uh, picking Marais to win that fight.
0: And, and you're right; it's a tremendous run. Now, I would qualify the the Johnson fight. I don't think he won that fight. I know he got the decision, but I didn't think he beat him. Uh, but but I thought he should have given given been given more credit for the Dillashaw fight in light of what we learned afterwards that Dillashaw was juiced up on EPO. He's a naturally bigger fight, so he had a chemical advantage. He had a size advantage. And with that in mind, to do what he did and the amount of time that he did made it even more impressive, even though the narrative became Dillashaw cheater and everybody sort of forgot Cejudo's performance in that whole thing.
1: Hey, you know what? Cejudo performed brilliantly. And even before we knew that, uh, you know, TJ was uh, cheating, we knew, you know, TJ was saying, oh, I just got caught and the fight shit and the bench stopped. That was an unbelievable performance by Henry Cejudo, who was derided as only a wrestler and blah blah blah. And he he is now showing a complete diversified game, and I I think you got to give the guy a heck of a lot of credit.
0: Yeah, and I and I like in your in your piece where you know Cejudo is now calling himself the greatest combat sports athlete of all yeah. time. Uh, and i think i think dana white's reaction was proper you said white rolled his eyes at that suggestion that's exactly what i did i'm like i love you henry and you've done some great things here recently but you tap the brakes man you're not you're not in that conversation but how far is he from that conversation what does he need to do in your mind to enter into that is it another weight class is it saving his division what what does he need to do to sort of not have people roll their eyes if that comment is thrown out there
1: well I just think you have to keep beating, you know, guys at that top level. I mean, look at how many wins that John Jones has in a row. Look at the number of victories that uh, Demetrius Johnson had in a row. You look at George St. Pierre on his run, Anderson Silva on his run, Fedor Emelianenko. You know, I think those are the guys that most people think are the greatest of all time. You know, in, in whatever order you want to put, and they all went on extended winning streaks, and they beat a lot of elite fighters, and they beat the top guys of their day. And they want him fight after fight after fight. And I think that's the challenge for Henry. You know, he had back-to-back losses just two years ago. Um, and I think, you know, he's on a phenomenal run. And you have to consider that gold medal that he won as a big part of, of what he's accomplished. But it's only one part, and he still has a lot to go. So I just think... He needs to get out there and he needs to, you know, rack up title defenses. I mean, if he goes out there and he, you know, he can defend the bantamweight title three or four times and at the same time defending the flyweight title three or four times. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you're looking at 10 or 12 wins in a row and title defenses in both weight classes. You know, I, I again, I'm not going to put combat sports in because I think boxing and MMA and wrestling and all these other things are different, but as far as MMA is concerned, he'll be making a case for himself. Uh, so I just, think the thing now the combat sports athlete he's using is just another way to try to hype himself
0: if you're a fan of boxing if you're a fan of mma and you're not reading kevin Ioli, you're doing yourself a disservice go to yahoo sports.com you can see what he's talking about each and every day doing a great job of it kevin we always love speaking with you thanks so much for taking time out as always and i look forward to talking to you again soon
1: well i appreciate having me on bob thank you so much